Well, good morning. Welcome to Stouffville Pentecostal Church. For those of you who are joining us for the first time this morning, your, your first time here with us, uh, welcome. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us. My name is Pastor Stefan. I am our high school and young adults pastor here at the church. And if, um, for those of you who, are, who might be newer, you haven't been here in a few couple, if you haven't been here before, we have sort of a, a tradition here at Stovall Pentecostal Church that on the first Sunday of the year, I bring the word. Um, yes, oh, I, oh, okay, thank you. Um, and so I'm excited to bring the word this morning. Uh, Pastor Dean and, and Wendy, they are away, they're in Mexico just enjoying uh, the beautiful weather down there. But we have beautiful weather here. It's not bad, eh? Thank you, God. Uh, he heard our prayers. He heard our cries. Lord, take this snow somewhere else. And he heard us. Amen. Prayer is a powerful thing. Um, and so Pastor Dean and Wendy are enjoying a uh, great vacation with their family. And so uh, I'm happy that they're bringing back sun and warmth with them. Uh, this is, this is kind of cool. It is the first Sunday of the year, and it is New Year's Day. And you know what's crazy um, is that Christmas and New Year's Day won't happen again on a Sunday for 11 years. Well, 11 years last year, so 10 years, I guess, now that we're in 2023. So we've got a decade before that happens again. So, so thank you for being here this Sunday morning. I want to spend a little bit of time uh, based on the clock in front of me, I have 33 minutes. So I'm going to spend every single solitary second of those 33 minutes bringing to you the word. Last week, Pastor Dean, he shared with you his Christmas wish list for you. And this year, I am, or this Sunday, I am here to share my New Year's wish list uh, with you. I think, uh, I think that's appropriate. It is, a, it is a new year, 2023. Look at the person beside you and say, 2023, it's God's year for me. I've got a couple of things on my wish list that I, uh, maybe a couple, maybe more, we'll see. Uh, a few things that I believe that, that we need, the people of God need to do in 2023. I think that these are things that, that the Lord has been impressing on my heart for the last few months. And, and, and I just have sensed it within my spirit. And so it is, it is beautiful, fitting that I get this opportunity to share with you on the very first day of a new year these three things. I want to go to James chapter 5, verse 13. It says this, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if any of you, if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. And then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. There's a key word in that passage that we just read. It's pray. It's prayer. For those of you who don't know, I am a, a, a church kid. I grew up in church. 
I grew up in a nursery having apple juice and arrowroot cookies. I learned on a felt board the gospel. Thank you, Wendy. There are many people, some of you are here this morning, who may have prayed a couple times for me. I grew up going to kids' church and then junior high, or before that, we college. Uh, I'm a we college grad, uh, we college, and then junior high youth ministry, young adult ministry. I completed the trifecta by going to Bible college. I am a student of our history, not just as humans, but as Pentecostals. I'm a student of the history of our movement. I love history. History is actually my favorite class of all time. Uh, My favorite course in Bible college was a course called the History of Pentecostalism. Now, I don't know if I need to give you the description of the course, because the name gives you the details. It literally was a history of the Pentecostal movement. It actually was the best mark I ever received in college. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the mark was. Just know that it was the best mark that I ever received in college. Listen, any time that anybody has asked me about joining their church staff, nobody ever says, hey, what were your marks in Bible college? So just, you know, just remember that for those of you kids uh, who are in here and you want to go into ministry, you're like, I'm not that smart. Don't worry. God has got you if he has called you. I love the history of our movement from, from Azusa Street in Los Angeles to today. I, I love the history of our movement here in Canada. I love being able to read the stories of how God, he moved in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. I love hearing from, from some of our, our seasoned pastors and, and church members of how God moved in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And I, I love the, the ability to recall some of what God was doing in the 90s, the early 2000s, the 2010s, and here we are in the 2020s. I love visiting some of the places that hold significance to us as a Pentecostal Canadian family, Lakeshore Pentecostal Camp. They have clippings of of revival meetings that were happening on the campgrounds. I remember walking along Queen Street earlier this year, just visiting, uh, walking along Queen Street and, and getting to 651 Queen Street East, just west of Broadview Avenue. And that used to be the site of the Hebden mission where Ellen Hebden received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's crazy. You know what's crazy about that is when she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and things were happening at the Hebden mission, that was front page news on the Toronto Star. Can you imagine that? First of all, could you imagine picking up a newspaper? We don't really do that anymore, Right? But imagine, could you imagine if you picked up the Stouffville Tribune and the, the, the front headline was Holy Spirit broke out at Stouffville Pentecostal Church? I long, I love these times. I love listening to Pastor Dean talk about some of the great things that he's experienced at, at, in Africa and some of the things he's experienced over his time of ministry. I... I, I got this cool chance this past year or last year to speak at our general conference. I was speaking at a session, and it was in Winnipeg, uh, and there's really nothing cool about Winnipeg. Um, However, I'm not bashing you, Winnipeg. I love you. For, For anybody that's watching and you're sitting in Winnipeg right now, you have a great city. I've already said it's on the internet forever, eh? But what you need to know about Winnipeg is this, is that Winnipeg was actually a hotspot for the Pentecostal revival. 
I was sitting in Calvary Temple, downtown Winnipeg. And as I was sitting there, I was like, wow, this was a place where people cried tears and the Spirit fell. People were filled with the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know what the, the key thing about what I have learned in our history as Pentecostals, whether it was Azusa Street in Los Angeles, the Hebden Mission in downtown Toronto, the Airport Church, Agent Court, Stouffville, Stone Church, uh, Scarborough Gospel Temple, Woodville, whatever church you want to name, whenever there was a revival, whenever the Spirit broke out, they all shared a common aspect, and that was prayer. Prayer is what, the first thing, prayer is what we need to prioritize first in 2023. I almost said 22. Prayer is our most important weapon as believers. And yet it is our, it's often our most ignored. It's crazy. Prayer is the thing that we put on the back burner the most. We'll make time to come to church, right? Like, well, you know, we'll make sure we're here. But prayer, we, we just, you know, we sort of leave it. It's easy to play some worship music and sort of create an atmosphere, whatever. I, oh, I just want to listen to some good music this morning or something like that. But it's another thing to devote yourself to prayer. It's another thing to say, I am going to intentionally take time to sit and pray. Prayer is how we build our relationship with God. Prayer is the highway that we drive on to connect with God. Prayer is how the natural and the supernatural meet. But when prayer is non-existent, the believer is not active. I'm sorry, that might have been a little too hard for some people. If you're a believer and prayer is not active, I'm not here to say you're not a believer. I'm just here to say, eh, what are you doing? See, is God calling somebody right now? Time to pray. <laughs> show me a believer who doesn't pray and I'll show you a, a useless believer. Can I be honest with you? If you profess Jesus and you don't pray uh, and you don't find prayer to be essential to your walk, then I'm not sure what Jesus you're talking about. How can we expect God to do anything in our lives if we are not praying? There are so many believers who, who treat prayer like a break glass in case of emergency. Right, like, oh man, everything else that I've tried to do has failed. You know what, let me pray now. Now listen, there are some kids here. Kids, you need to know this. Prayer is not just an adult thing. You can pray right now. You can pray at your age. You can pray from five, you can pray from three. In fact, when I put Aaliyah to bed, we pray. Now she only adds the amen. She loves it. Amen. But I'm teaching her, and we're intentionally teaching her that prayer can be done at any age. You don't have to wait till you've gone to week college. You don't have to wait till you've graduated high school. You can pray at four years old. Amen. We don't need to wait till we're in crisis to go to prayer. I heard a, a story the other day. 
<laughs> of, uh, of a man. He, he encountered a bit of trouble while he was flying. He was a pilot, obviously. Uh, and he was flying his plane, and he called the control tower and said, pilot to tower, I'm 300 miles from the airport, 600 feet above ground, and I'm out of fuel, and I am descending rapidly. Please advise, over. The tower called back, tower to pilot. The dispatcher began, repeat after me, our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> Prayer, for some strange reason, is our crisis thing. But Paul, he tells us, never stop praying. Jesus, in, in, in Luke, he says, pray at all times. When the Holy Spirit fell on the believers, they devoted themselves to prayer. It is very obvious to me that prayer is more important than we know. Prayer is the way that we commune, commune with God, and that is the way that God responds to us. You might say, how do I know that, that to be true. You might say, Pastor Stefan, I'm not really sure you know what you're talking about. Well, listen, if you don't believe me, let me list off some names of people who spent a lot of time in prayer. There was a man, his name was Moses. He, he prayed. Joshua, he prayed. Gideon, Samson, David, Deborah, Elijah, Elisha, Daniel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Paul, Peter, John, and even Jesus himself prayed. Prayer is important. Prayer is essential. And I believe that in 2023, prayer is what we need to do more of. Whether you're 6, 16, 26, 66, 96, if you live and you're 106, that is awesome, but you need to pray more. Prayer is what we need more of. We need more people to be praying for other people. We need prayers for healing, prayers for salvation, prayers for breakthrough. Prayer changes things. I was reminded of this in the summer as I was in prayer time. I was just praying and the Lord laid it on my heart that we need to pray more. And so our, our young adults group, we've been meeting on Mondays on Zoom, but we've been praying, having an intentional time where we talk with one, one another and we pray with each other and for each other. Prayer is, it, it changes things, not just in the natural, but in the supernatural as well. Remember when the disciples, they, they thought that they could cast out a demon and they had the authority to and they couldn't cast it out. And then they went back to Jesus and said, Jesus, why couldn't we do this? What happened? What did we do wrong? And Jesus said, ah, yes. This demon can only be cast out by prayer. Prayer affects the supernatural as well. If we want to see strongholds broken in this year, we need to be on our knees. If we want to see demons cast out, we need to be praying more. We want to see generational curses broken, we need to be praying more. I know I'm talking spiritual warfare. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I know we don't really talk about that in church anymore, but I am a firm believer that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of, a, of, a, of a, the unseen world. And the way that we fight is with our prayers and with the word of God. You see, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer that 
The devil's been walking around with unlimited access to people. He's had the freedom to bind people up, but in, in 2023, that is, that cannot stand. A prayerless church is a weak church. A church that prays is a church that Satan fears. The people who pray are the people that Satan is afraid of. Oh, I pray that in 2023, Satan would be even more afraid of this church. That Satan would be even more afraid of the people who are sitting in the pews. Sorry, we don't have pews anymore. Wow, I'm like from 1986. People were sitting and watching this morning that when you wake up, the enemy is afraid because he knows that you are prayed up and ready to do what it is the Lord has put on your heart. Pastor Dean has called us to pray, called us to fast. One meal. Spend that time in prayer, 30 to 60 minutes. Can you do that? Can we, can we pray a little bit more? And I believe that on Wednesday of that week, I believe it's the 11th, we'll be having a special prayer meeting here at church. It'd be nice to see everybody there. Prayer reveals the will of God. Remember that joke I told a few minutes ago about the pilot and, you know, our Father who art in heaven? Well, you know, when we say the first lines of that prayer, it, it's that Jesus was, uh, the prayer that Jesus was using to teach the disciples how to pray. But there's a line in there that reveals a bit of the will of God. It's, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Prayer reveals the will of God. That is the second thing on my list. Well, okay, let me, let me read it to you. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and teach them to observe all of my commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This will is the Great Commission. I sometimes think that the church at large, has, we have lost our desire to make disciples. We've lost our desire to take this message, this message of hope, this message of love, of peace. We've lost our desire to take that to a world that needs hope, love, and peace. We love to come to church. We love to come in and get good teaching. We love to come in and worship. But you know what I noticed about myself last year? Is I would eat. And eat. And eat a little bit more. May have gotten a little bit chunkier than I wanted. But I wouldn't expel any energy. You see, we as believers, we come into church and we we get good teaching, we get good worship, and what do we do with it? Do we take it anywhere? Do we bring it to people who need it? I wonder what would happen if the teaching and the worship that we got here, we took to people who are in need. Go and make disciples. Jesus, he's talking to his disciples, obviously. He didn't just say, hey, pastors, Go and make disciples. He didn't just say, hey, board, 
church board, you guys make disciples too. He didn't just say, hey, leaders in the church, small group leaders, you go make disciples. He, he's giving that to everybody. Amen. Everybody that professes Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, go and make disciples. He's talking to all of his followers. And you know what's cr- kind of crazy is making disciples, it's kind of like prayer. We make excuses for why we can't do it. I don't have time. I'm just so busy. I don't really know how to talk to people. I can't do that. That's not my talent. Ah, that's not for me. That's not my thing. We're great. You know what what I realized? We are great excuse makers. We disregard the Bible to suit our own comfort. Jesus didn't say, if you are talented, go and make disciples. He didn't say, if you have a way with words, go and make disciples. He didn't say, if you could sing, go and make disciples. He just said, go and make disciples. I don't know how many of you are aware of this, but we're not just called to share the message of Jesus. We're actually called to make disciples. That means we have to walk with people. That means that we have to replicate ourselves. You know why I believe that this is an important aspect for us is we find somewhat similar commissions all throughout the Gospels. Matthew, we just read. There's one in Mark, chapter 16, verse 15, uh, 16, verse 15 to 16. Luke 24, verse 46 to 48. John 20, verse 21 to 23. We find bits and pieces of Jesus telling the same message. Go and make disciples. Go teach them. Go baptize them. We are called not just to say, hey, here's Jesus, bye. We're called to introduce people to Jesus. We're called to teach them about Jesus' teachings. We're called to show them what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And we can do that because we have the power of the Spirit with us. You see, when we make excuses and we decide not to do anything, we are diminishing the Holy Spirit in our lives. Jesus, he speaks these words to give us courage. He's going to be with us. We have been given all authority. Okay, tap your neighbor. You guys are kind of quiet this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. A little bit louder. You don't trust that person. Look at somebody else. Look at somebody else. Say, other neighbor, other neighbor, other neighbor. Second choice. You have been given all authority. Okay, now listen. We got we to put a little more oomph into that, okay? Okay, here we go. Go back to that first neighbor. Look at them and say, hey, I'm back. We have been given all authority. Okay, keep looking at that person, okay? Now this time a little bit more oomph. Say, we have been given all authority to go to all nations to tell them about all his teachings and we have his presence all the time. 
we have been empowered. You don't have to repeat this after me anymore. We have been empowered to share the gospel with people. We are to be the light. We are to be the beacon. We are to show the world that what, what divides the world does not divide the kingdom of God. We are to take the message of Jesus' hope and new life to those who have not heard it before. Can I tell you a little secret? Shh. Keep this one to yourself. You too, YouTube. Next week, Pastor Dean's going to be speaking from the book of Revelation. Just keep that. Listen, guys, keep that one quiet, all right? Don't get too excited. But Revelation tells us something, that one day there will be a vast crowd, too many to count, from every nation and tribe and, and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, and they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, And they were shouting with a great roar that salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne from the Lamb. We are a part of helping to bring that message to the world. To make disciples. We need to pray more. We need to make more disciples. We need more of the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells us to go and and that he will be with his disciples until the end of all time. But we need the Holy Spirit oh so much more. Now we, we all have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 9 makes this very clear to us. But what I'm talking about is we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the spirit that was poured out on the people in Acts. That spirit is available to us today. It doesn't matter how old you are. Kids, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit even at your age today. You can go out and make disciples even in your school today. That when you go back to school, either this week or next week or whenever it is, you can tell people about Jesus. How you live, you will show people who Jesus is. You as well, kids, have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. There was, there's been this myth that the Holy Spirit is only available to adults. But no, kids, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit is available to all people, all ages, all races, all languages. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, it energizes us for the work of Christ. That's what it means to be Pentecostal, is that power, that baptism of the Holy Spirit. That when we come together, the Spirit's presence is what makes us experience. It's not about swinging on chandeliers. It's about the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's about the filling of the Spirit to help us be all that we can be. We need more of the Spirit. We need more power. We need to understand that we need a supernatural power to overcome the darkness of this world. The experience of the Holy Spirit is still available today. The world needs Pentecostals to be Pentecostal. The world needs us 
to be desperate in prayer, to be desperate for more of his presence. If we are going to take back what has been stolen, we need to be prayed up. We need to be Holy Spirit empowered. And we need to be living on mission to go and make disciples. I started by talking about history. You know what history also tells me? That God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if he did it once again, he can do it again. He has poured out his spirit before, and he will pour it out again on his people. Oh, church, loved one, hear me this morning. The Lord has greater things for you in 2023 than whatever you experienced in 2022. His mercies are new every morning. So as we stand here, as we, we are together here this morning, a worship team, you can join me. As we are here this morning together on this first day of 2023, I've given you my wish list. It's not really a wish list. It's more of a, hey, this is what we need to do. By title it a wish list because I'm trying to be nicer. But if I can be honest, we need to pray more. We need to stop making excuses. You know, prayer, making disciples, seeking the Holy Spirit, it's my unofficial fourth point this morning. We need more patience. We're always in such a hurry. We always want to go. We always got something else to do. Can I tell you something? A relationship with God is not quick. The things of God do not happen overnight. What God wants to do isn't going to happen in an instant in some situations. Prayer takes time. Making disciples, it takes time. Waiting on the Holy Spirit takes time. We need more patience. Can I tell you one problem, another problem with our world today, especially here in North America, is where we have hurried God out of our lives. Because God forbid I preached till 11.10 this morning. I think the Lord is telling us we need to slow down and experience him this year. I think the Lord is saying, I need my people to slow down and wait for my voice. That when you come to me in prayer, you gotta wait a little. Sometimes you've gotta persevere in prayer. You might not be able to, to experience what you want the first time. You might have to come a second time. That person you're praying for, you might have to pray for five, 15, 50 times. That deliverance, it's going to take a little time sometimes. That's why we wait on the Lord. Not by my power, but by His. Just think about that for a moment. Jesus walked with the disciples. Peter didn't become Peter overnight. Oh boy, Peter didn't become Peter overnight. But that same Peter... 
was one who stood up and preached when the Holy Spirit fell. Unofficially, our fourth point that we need more of this year in 2023 is patience. Patience to wait on him. Patience to speak with him. Patience to hear his voice. Patience to wait for the Holy Spirit. What God wants to do in your life in 2023, it's not going to happen right away. But I'm here to tell you that God hears your prayers. So with every eye closed, every head bowed this morning, I want to ask you one question. Who or what are you praying for in 2023? Maybe it's a healing. Maybe it's a breakthrough. Maybe you're praying for the right person to come into your life. Maybe you're just praying for courage. Maybe you're praying for boldness. I don't know what it is. What are you praying for in 2023? Kids, what are you praying for in 2023? Who is God sending you this year? Who is God sending you to this year? Who is it that has been on your heart that you need to take the gospel message to, that you need to walk with? Here's another question for you. Is God calling you to be uncomfortable? Because everything I've talked about this year is uncomfortable for some of us. Prayer, making disciples, the Holy Spirit, a little patience. Oh, I pray that God would break us out of our comfort this year. I pray that we would be more prayerful people. That we would be a people who are so desperate for the Holy Spirit that we would be a people who take this gospel message and walk with people. So Lord, this morning, I stand here asking that you would walk with, our, walk with my friends this morning. Walk with all of us. Holy Spirit, I believe in 2023, you wanna do something awe-inspiring. Lord, I believe it starts with us in prayer. So God, may we be a people of prayer. May we be a people who take our, your, your message. May we be a people who walk with people through discipleship. Oh, Lord, may we be a people of patience. If you're here this morning and you, you need prayer, I'd ask a couple members of our prayer team if you could join just linger around the front for a bit, just a few moments. I don't know what your 2022 has been like or what it was like, but let's get 2023 off to a prayerful start. Let's ground this year in prayer this morning, amen? So in a moment, members of our prayer team will, will, will be up here, and if you have a need, you have something that you want prayed for, maybe it is more courage. Maybe it is the Holy Spirit. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but, but would, you, would you get uncomfortable for a second and make that walk and just 
Thanks for listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stouffville Pentecostal Church, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Have a great week.